Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Be blessed. And turn your neighbor and say, we're going to get deep in this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. Amen. Everybody look at me real quick. Just put a big smile on your face. Come on. Lisa's got it today. Come on. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you right now for your word. Lord, I thank you. Lord, your word is so awesome because there's no end to the depth of it. The more we search it, the more we dig into it, Father, the deeper we find. There's always more in your word. There's verses that we may have read 10 times, but on the 11th time we get something new and fresh. That's because your word is living. It's breathing. And I thank you, my God, that in a world of chaos, in a world that's always changing, that I can go to your word that never changes. It doesn't bend with the rules of time. It doesn't bend with society and the culture changes. But it is what it is because you don't change truth. So open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to receive what you want us to receive today. And I am your willing vessel in Jesus' name. Everybody lift your hands real quick and say, Lord, I praise you today in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Read with me right here. It says, To everything there is a what? Season. A time. Somebody say a time. To every what? Purpose. Under the heavens. Now listen to this right here. There are three things that we will deal with in our life. Three things. Somebody say three. What are they? Write these down. Season, time, and purpose. Season, time, and purpose. What are seasons? Now watch this right here. What are seasons? Seasons are times of sowing, right? Time to know what, it's, it's the time of sowing. What is time? Time is a set period for something to come forth. That's what time is. And what is purpose? Here's purpose. It is the reason why something was created or exists. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now watch this right here. Watch this. Your purpose is outside of time and seasons. I need you to get that today. Your purpose is outside of times and seasons. He said, before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you, I sanctified you, and I ordained you to be a prophet, an apostle, a pastor, a teacher. I called you to something. I purposed you to something. That was before you ever took your first breath. He had already purposed you. So it don't matter. Somebody say, it don't matter what season I'm going through. It don't matter what time it is. It does not affect my purpose. Ooh, Lord. Now, watch this right here. One of the biggest lies of the enemy that he tells people is this right here. Are you ready? You've got time. Come on. Oh, you got time to do what God told you. God understands. He knows that you're going through this and doing that right now. You you got time to do this. You got time to do that. But let me tell you what's so great about wisdom, church. Here's what's so great about it. And every single one of you need to be seeking it. If If there's one book that I have read several times over in the Word of God, you want to know what it is? 
Proverbs. Because I'm telling you, it will help you with everyday life. Because how many knows you can't be in church all the time? You can't, can you? You still have to go back out there to a world that is in chaos. But if you have wisdom, if you have knowledge and you have understanding, then you are going to be victorious in your life. Let me tell you what's so great about wisdom. Are you ready? Wisdom will teach you that time is short. Oh, that's why you need to get it. See, that's what wisdom teaches you. See, the Bible says life's but a vapor. Right? You're like a flower. You're flourishing one day, you're gone the next. You're, you're like the grass, you wither, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. You see, wisdom teaches you that time is short. See, I can't walk around saying, well, I've got time to do what God told me. I've got time to make this happen over here. I've got time to do this and time to do this. See, wisdom about me lets me know, hey, I better make the most of every opportunity that I can today. Somebody say today. Not tomorrow. You ever heard that saying, don't put off tomorrow what you can do what? Oh, okay. See, that's wisdom. Wisdom teaches me that there is a time, there's a purpose, there's a season for everything. So I have to make sure that whatever season I'm in in my life, that I have to make the most of the opportunity in that season. Mm. So John 16, 13. Read this right here. It says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into what? All truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to what? Come. He will show you what? Things to come. He will show you what? Things to come. How many knows? Let me tell you something. I need to know what season I'm in. Not, but here's another thing. I not only need to know what season I'm in, but I need to know what season I'm going to. Amen. Because if I don't know what season I'm going to, I will not prepare in this season I am now. Somebody say amen if you're getting this. So watch this. To know that, write this down, to know the times and the seasons. To know what season you're in and when you're going in and when you're coming out is the advantage. See, watch this, church. When you are tuned with the Spirit, when you're walking by the Spirit, when you're being led by the Spirit, and you know what season you're in, what season are you in right now? Good one, good one. I like that. Let's look on a spiritual thing. What season are you in right now? See, you've got to ask yourself. Okay, now here's another question. Are you coming out of this season? Or are you coming into it? See, these are all these things that we've got to know. One translation, when it talks about, in this same passage here, it says that the Holy Spirit is a comforter, right? One translation says He's the advantage. Oh, I like that. Why? Because anybody that knows the times and the seasons that we're in, would you agree with me that they have the advantage? 
Yes, they have the advantage. And you see, when up, when I, pre, I touched on this a, a few Thursdays ago about how the sons of Issachar had the anointing to know the time and the seasons. Even though they were the smallest tribe, all the other tribes of the Israelites had to come to them to seek what? Guidance on what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. You see, when you know what to do, when to do, and how to do it, it, you have the advantage, church. So it's my responsibility. I want to start seeking the, the face of God and I want to start searching His will and His purpose in my life so that I can know where I am in life. I can know what season I'm in and I can also know what is my purpose. So to know the seasons, to know whether you're going into one, coming out of one, is the advantage. Why? Write this down. The main issue for people, watch this, is not so much one season or another. You want to know the main issue for people? It's transitioning from one season to another. Oh. See, that's, that's where we struggle at. You want a good example? It's a struggle going from a boy to a man. Come on now. It's a struggle. Why? Because you're having all these changes going on. And one's wrestling with the other. It's a struggle. Come on. To become from going from a single woman to a wife and then to a mother. Amen. There's a struggle that goes on. There's something you have to wrestle with. Why? Because anytime you're in transition, you have the past pulling on you. At the same time, the future is pulling on you. And you have to know which way you need to sway. One of the stories, the passages in David's life was Ziglag. How many remember Ziglag? How when, when the tribe came and wiped out, uh, took their, their, their wives, their children, all their possessions, and they left nothing but fires around them. And, and, the, and the people that was with uh, David, his friends, his confidants that were with him, were ready to stone him because they had had so much grief. They, were, they had lost every single thing around them, and they wanted to take him out. And instead of David uh, going crazy and losing his cool, he was in a transition, church. He was going from an outlaw in the wilderness to a king. I need y'all to get this. And see, he was in a transition. He said, what do I do? Do I, do I focus on where I am right now and let it control me? Or do I believe what God said I'm going to be? Come on, somebody. Do I believe what God said that I am? And the Bible says that David began to encourage himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, sometimes when you're in transition, you have to encourage yourself because even people around you don't know what's going on in your life. Even people around you can't quite understand what's going on and what's taking place in you. But see, you understand that you are in transition. When you know the times and the seasons in your life, you understand that you're in transition and you can't go backwards even though the past is pulling you. So you must go what? Forward. So the Bible says that David encouraged himself. I can do this. I can do this. God said I can have this. I'm going to go after this. God said I'm going to be king. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. Because what God said is going to happen. So he encouraged himself. He mustered up his, the encouragement of his men. They went after it. And guess what? 
He received everything the enemy took from him. But guess what else? Right after that, you know what happened? David was crowned king. What am I saying? What you're going through right now, maybe, now hold on, maybe is there to push you into your new season. Oh my goodness. Some of you are going through things right now and you're wrestling and, you, and, you, and you, you, you're pushing and pulling and driving it. And some of you might be fighting what's going on right now, but maybe, just maybe, what's going on in your life is pushing you into your season. It's pushing you further in your purpose. See, I believe had not David had that pressure at Ziglag, he wouldn't have been crowned next in the next chapter of his life. He wouldn't have been crowned king. Are you listening to me? There are some things that's going on in your life right now. Had they not take place, had they not took place in your life, they wouldn't have pushed you into the place where you are right now. Matter of fact, you got saved not because that you had no pressure. Come on. You didn't get saved because everything was going good in your life. You didn't get saved because your life was a piece of cake. No. You got saved because something was pushing you. Somebody say amen if you're with me here. Something was pushing you. Something was driving you. And so now, guess what? Now that you're on the other side of that, you can say, thank you, Lord. I thank you that I went through that. I thank you that I went through that hard time. I thank you that I went through that trouble because it had not been for the trouble. I, it wouldn't have pushed me. It wouldn't have motivated me to go after something more. Somebody put your hands together and give God some praise if you know what I'm talking about today. Numbers 21. Read this right here. It says, And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord, against thee, and pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make you a fiery serpent. And set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall what? Live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon the pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now go to 2 Kings. Somebody said that was a blessing, wasn't it? Now watch this. Go to 2 Kings right here. And he removed the high places and broke the images and cut down the groves and, and broke in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. For unto those days, somebody say in that season, oh my goodness, the children of Israel did burn incense to it and they called it Nehushtan. Now watch this. Did y'all catch that? In one season... This snake that God said for Moses to make was a blessing, right? Because anybody that looked upon it was healed instantly from the snake bites, right, that they had received. But then, hold on, 
Let's go to another season. And we see that now what was a blessing... Oh, I'm teaching you something today. What was a blessing now became a curse. Why? Somebody say, it was a new season. It was a new time. It was a different purpose. See, I told you everything in your life deals with these three things. Season, time, and purpose. See, what happened was, is they, what they looked to as a blessing in the last season, when they tried to bring it over into the new season, it became a hindrance unto them. I'm speaking to some people right now. Because some of you, watch this, some of you keep bringing things in the old season into the new season. But you've got to understand something in here today. That if God is no longer breathing on it, it's now dead. Somebody say amen in here today. Anything that God is no longer touching is now dead. So if God's not touching it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to touch it. See, what God used to deliver you in the last season, don't put limits on Him and say this is how He's going to do it in the new season. Somebody better help me in here before I come back here on you. See, see what God blessed me with in the past will not be able to sustain me in the future. Somebody say God is always doing a new thing. That's why, watch this, that's why many churches are dying. Can I tell you something? I'm going to let you know. That's why many churches are dying because they keep trying to do it like God did years ago. God's not in the past. God is in the now. He's wanting to do a now move. He's wanting to do a now work. I didn't say come off of truth. I said you got to let go of things that God was using in the last season so you can have what God is using now in this season. Because if you don't, it will become a hindrance to you. You want to know why? Because see, you're going to be holding on right here. Come up here, Crockett. Come up here, JR. Come on, come on. See, these are my two seasons. These are my two seasons. And see, if I keep trying to bring what was in the past, my old season, up in here, see, it's going to keep holding me back from this season. Oh, I want this season right here. I want it. How many wants what God's doing now? Oh, yeah, you do. We want what God's doing now. But so many times we still want God what God was doing 10 years ago, what God was doing five years ago. You see, but God's not there anymore. What He breathed on in this past season is now, it now has no breath in it. What now God's breathing into this season. So if you want something that's living, it's breathing, you got to hold on to what God is doing now. Somebody give Him some praise this morning. Go ahead. Somebody give him some praise this morning. I know it's not easy. I'm not telling you something this morning that's easy. Sometimes it's hard to let go of the things in the past. It's not the fact that we don't thank God for what he did. We thank God for it. But it's time to move on from Egypt. Somebody say amen. It's time to get rid of that Egypt mentality and it's time to have that mentality of the promised land. Amen? But you got to let go of it. Write this down. There are some things in your life that are only, only seasonal. 
Oh, I'm going to help a lot of you right now. You ready? There are some people in your life that are only seasonal. And see, you have to understand which is which. You have to understand those that's going to be there for the long haul. And you have to understand for the people that's only there for that season. Both of them are needed. Don't get offended. Oh, I'm going to help some people. Don't get offended and caught up just because somebody only was there for you in one season. For all you know, that's all that God had them there for. Come on, somebody. But there are other people that God puts in your life that is there for every season. They are there for the long haul. They're called confidants. Amen? They're there. Whether, you, whether you're riding high, whether you're riding low, it don't make no difference. They're still right there with you. There are other people that are only there if you're riding high. There are other people that's only there if you're riding low. Why? Because people attract other people like them to them. Oh, my God. This is wisdom. Come on, church. See, if I'm hurting, I want to surround myself with hurting people. Come on. If I got an attitude, I want to surround myself with people who's got attitudes. Come on. Why? Because we don't want nobody to tell us that we're wrong. But guess what? It just came to me. You got to sow into where you're going. Oh my God. If there's anything I've ever learned in my life, it's this right here. You've got to sow into where you're going. Many people keep saying, well, when I get there, I'll sow into it. It don't work that way. You've got to sow into where you're going. Where are you going this morning? See, you, may, you might have wished that God uh, called you to a church that just tickles your ears for 20 minutes and sends you on home and you're okay with yourself. But God's called you to a church that actually says you, you're called to do something. You, you're called to be more than just a seat warmer. You're, you're called to do something great for God. And that's going to cost you what? That's going to cost you to have to step out. That's going to cause you to have to take chances in life. Some things are only seasonal. So I want to ask you a question. What blessing has become a hindrance now? You say, what do you mean? What blessing that God gave you then has now become a hindrance? This is stuff you got to... You want something simple to understand? If God blessed you with a new car, but then you miss church to wash it? Come on, somebody get a revelation. What blessing has now become a hindrance? See, that, that, that serpent was a blessing. But then they took it and started looking to it. Oh, we're going to offer incense to it. We're going to worship it because this is how God's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. But God wasn't in it then. If you're getting something, somebody say hallelujah. Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. It says, my people are destroyed for a what? Lack of knowledge. I use the amplified version right here because it's got this in parentheses right here. Of my law where I reveal my what? Will. To know the times and the season is the what? 
advantage. Let's read this again. My people are destroyed for a lack of what? Knowledge of my law where I reveal my will. Watch this right here. See, when I don't know what season I'm in, what the time... In other words, when I don't know what God is doing in this season, guess what? Here's what happens. I don't know how to fight. See, when I don't know what's going on in the Spirit, when I don't know what God is doing in this season, which may be something totally different than what He did in the last season, I have no longer have an advantage on my fight with the enemy. You want to know why? Because guess what? Anything that comes along, you're not going to know how to handle it. Well, is this from God or is this from the enemy? Well, is this, is this part of my purpose or is this just something for the enemy to try to stop me? See, you're wrestling with this and you don't know what's going on and you don't know how to fight it. And guess what else? You don't know what to put up with, what to allow in your life and what not to allow in your life. Ooh, this is good. You say, what do you mean? There may be some things in your life that is not the enemy that's doing it. It's God trying to teach you something. And you're trying to fight it because you don't know what God is doing in this season. Ooh, church, come on now. You may not know what God is doing. And so because you don't know the times and the seasons, you're fighting something that God is trying to get, you, get to you. But on the, let's go on the flip side. It may be from the enemy. And because you don't know the times and the seasons, you think it's of God. Well, you know, it's, it is just God teaching me something. No, it's, it's the enemy trying to knock your brains out. So you don't know how to fight. You don't know what to do. Because you don't know, you've not been in tune with God and you don't know what season you're in. Oh, my goodness. See, watch this. Watch this. How many remembers uh, the the series on deception that I preached. You remember when they were scouting the land? The first time it was God's will for them to go and fight. You remember that? But guess what? The last time, oh, they said God's with us. Moses said, God ain't with you. Oh, yeah, 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 He's with us. He's, he's going to give us the victory. No, He's not. If you go up there, you're going to get hurt. And guess what? They went up anyways. Because they didn't know the times and the seasons. And guess what happened? They got hurt. Turn to your neighbor and say, they got hurt. So when, ladies and gentlemen, so when I don't know what season I'm in, I don't know what to fight and what not to fight. It no longer becomes clear to me. Oh, I feel this. Come on. It no longer becomes clear to me what's the enemy's doing and what's God's doing. Turn to your neighbor and say, everything is not always black and white. It's not. Ooh, that's good. Colossians 2.7. Watch this right here. It said, let your roots go down into Him. And let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with what? Thankfulness. Now watch this. You can see the seasons change in the Spirit if you look by the way they change in the natural, which is what Mary and Tammy said earlier. 
Now watch. We can look outside right now and we can see that seasons are changing, right? You are seeing the leaves turn. The air, well not for the past few days, but the air starting to cool off a little bit. Things are changing, right? And guess what? Now, watch this. We're in a place of transition. How many knows at the first part of fall, it's a transition, isn't it? You say, what are you saying? It'll be two degrees in the morning. And by that evening, you're in flip-flops. Right? Because what? One season is fighting against the other. Amen? You're in a transition. One's trying to pull you back to the other. And the other one's trying to pull you forward. But there comes a time where, guess what? The transition's over. The transition's over. And then it goes fully into a new season. So I can look, watch, I can look outside to know that this, uh, the seasons are changing by what? The signs. Oh my. Watch this right here. Write this down. The natural is a reflection of the Spirit. How you see things go on in the natural is a reflection of the things of the Spirit. What do you mean? But watch this right here. The Spirit is always heightened. It's at a greater capacity. It's at a heightened state than the natural. That's why we call it what? Supernatural. So watch this. A season in the natural may last what? Two, two and a half months? Something like that? Three? But guess what? It could be shorter or longer in the Spirit. So for me to say, hey, I'm going through a season right now. To you, it might think, oh, well, he's just going through a little state. No, it could be longer than three months. Why? Because everything in the Spirit is what? Heightened. <laughs> now watch this. You, make, you must make the most of every season. Say that with me. I must make the most of every season. What do I mean? The winter time. What is the winter time for? Write this down. It's a time to let your roots go deep and feed. Right? In the winter time, we know that the tree's sap goes what? It goes all the way down to the roots. The tree may look dead, but it's not dead. But you see, the winter time is hard, isn't it? It's a hard season because you feel dried up. You feel, you know, things are not thriving. Things are not uh, clicking. But guess what? That is a time where you go back to your roots. Amen? That's a time, and some of you right now may be going through a winter season in the Spirit where things are not thriving for you. Well, you may feel dead. You may feel dried up. That's why he said, let your roots go down deep into the truth. Go down deep into the Word. That's a time, guess what? That's a time when you need to be spending more time with God. When you need to be seeking His face. Gathering your thoughts in Him. That's a time when you need to be more in the Word. Why? Because your roots are going down deep in Him. If you're going to make it through the winter... Your roots got to go down deep. Somebody say amen. The springtime, what's the springtime do? It's a time of refreshing. Amen. It's a time of refreshing. 
It's a time to sow, amen? It's a time to start sowing things out there for what you want in the coming seasons to come. So that's what springtime is. So you need to know that if you're in a spring season in the Spirit, you need to know this is a time to start sowing. <coughs> you've you've regathered your, you uh, you've regot yourself. I don't know what else to say. You 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 charge yourself, refueled yourself. You've done all these things, and you're ready to go now into the future. You just came out of the winter. Just came out of a dry spell, a cold spell, and now you're ready to thrive again. So guess what? It's time to sow. Amen? Because you don't get nothing new unless you what? Sow. The summer. What's the summer? Harvest time. Somebody say harvest time. Oh, that's everybody's favorite season. Come on. Harvest time. Everything's clicking. Everything's thriving. I mean, everything's coming forth. It's harvest time. I'm in a season right now. God is blessing me so much. I don't know what to do. His favor. I can just see His favor. I can just see His glory. And now what's the fall? Which is what we are in the natural right now. What's the fall? Fall is making room for the new to come. Ooh. And a time of resting. See, in, in the Jewish, or in God's calendar, I shouldn't say Jewish, in God's calendar, the first of the year happened this month. Why? Because now the land's going to go into a stage of what? Rest. See, when you're in a fall state, it's a state of... <coughs> You're coming out of the harvest. You're coming out of the thriving. And now you're having to make room for more. How many knows that in your, in your God walk, in your kingdom walk, God always has more for you? If you're satisfied with where you are, then you've got to understand that you're not going to be satisfied for long because God wants you to have more. He wants you to go higher. He wants you to go deeper. So what's going to happen? He's going to let you go through a season of fall. Which means things are going to begin to fall off of you. And it's not for your bad. It's actually for your benefit. Why? Because it's allowing for the new to come. And here's a good analogy. You can't take them dead leaves on the ground and try to put them back on that tree. You can't do it. Because see, nature knows the times and the seasons. Oh my God. How many's ever once went to your tree or your garden or anything, I guess, and say, hey, do you know what time it is? You know what season it is? No. Don't let your neighbor see you do that either. No. You don't have to do that because nature knows what? The times and the seasons. But you know the sad part is that most of the people in the kingdom of God, they don't know the times and the seasons. If you go up to most people and say, hey, what is God doing right now? You know what most people would have to say? I mean, truthfully, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going through this right now and I don't know why. I'm facing this right now. I, I, I'm, I'm in a state uh, in my walk with God, and I don't know why I'm here. Honestly, I don't know why. This is where we are. Go to John 3.8.
And as you're going there, write this down. Each purpose has its season. <laughs> Let me say it one more time. Each purpose has its season. You say, wait a minute, Pastor, you got that wrong. You mean each season has its purpose. No. I said each purpose has its season. And I'm going to explain that here in a minute, what I'm talking about. Go to John 3, 8. It says, the wind bloweth, and where it listeth, and you hear it, the sound thereof, but you can't tell whence it cometh and where it goes. So is everyone that is what? Born of the Spirit. See, Jesus gave a revelation right here to Nicodemus. He was explaining kingdom stuff to him, and Nicodemus is like, I don't understand any of this. He said, listen, your problem is you're looking for the season instead of looking for the signs. Oh, come on now. Come on. You're looking for the season. Everybody's looking for the season. And here's what a lot of people say. You ready? Oh, bless God when I come in my season. Come on, every single one of you said that. When I come in my season, it's not really my season right now. But when I come into my season, I'm going to do what God said. And I'm going to be on fire for God. And <clears throat> I'm going to have this and what I envision and what I dream when I come into my season. But watch this. So how do I know if I'm going into a new season? That's what we want to know today, right? How do I know? Jesus just said it. I can see the wind blow if I look at the signs. Now watch, i got to catch myself. How many has ever said, oh, the wind's blowing outside, I see the wind blowing? Right? You didn't see the wind. You didn't see it. I didn't see it. What did you see? Signs. Somebody say signs. You see signs that the wind was blowing, didn't you? Do you know, watch this, I'm going to help you out today. Do you know the things of the Spirit are the same way? None of you have seen the Spirit. None of you. Oh, yes, bless God, I've seen the Holy Ghost. No, you've seen the signs of the Holy Ghost. You've seen Him come upon people. You've seen people speak in tongues and you've seen the power of God move. You've seen all these things, but you've never seen the Spirit. So how do I know if the wind is actually moving? How? By the signs. How do I know what God is doing in this season? Watch. By the signs. Didn't Jesus tell them that? He'll say, You'll know what season is by the what? Signs. See, quit looking for the season and start looking at the signs. Before fall ever got... Oh, I'm going to help you all out today. Before fall ever got here, which was just the other day, right? You were already saying fall's here. Wasn't you? How did you know? How did you know? You've seen the signs. Oh, the leaves are trying. Fall is here. Oh, the nights are getting a little cooler. Fall is here. See, you need to start speaking what season you're going into before you actually get. Come on now. 
Before you actually get there, you need to start speaking what season you're going through. How do I know what God is doing in my life? All I've got to do is look at the signs around me. Because let me tell you something. If you ever spend time with God, He's going to tell you what He's going to do in your life. Hello, somebody. He's going to tell you. That's what I love about God. He does not leave us in the dark. He doesn't leave us uh, to fend for ourselves. No, He will tell you what He wants you to do. He will tell. See, if you come, this is what I love about God. If you're going through a hard time, you can come to God and say, God, I'm going through a hard time. What should I do? And He'll tell you. He'll tell you what to do. The problem with most people is they say, okay, and then they go and do the exact opposite of what God said and then wonder why the hard times are still there. Somebody say amen. But God will tell you. So how do I know, church? This is what we got to understand. How do I know what season I'm in? I can look at the signs. Well, how do I know what season I'm going to? I can look at the signs. See, he was telling Nicodemus that. He said, you need to start looking at the signs. Nicodemus was one of the leading Pharisees. You know what that means? He knew all the signs of the Messiah. Oh, come on. He knew all the signs of the Messiah, but yet couldn't see him. You want to know why? Because he was so focused on season. Oh, God couldn't. God couldn't come into flesh in this season. Oh, God couldn't do this in this season. He couldn't set up His kingdom in this season. And so you see, watch this. We don't make the most out of every opportunity because we don't know the seasons. Bless God, I'm not where I want to be in my walk with God. Okay, I understand that. But what are you doing right now? Bless God, I just want my own business. I just want my own... Okay, but what are you doing in the business you're working for? Boy, I could drop a pin right now. See, you got to make the most of what season you're in. Because you see, watch this. If you don't take advantage of spring, you can't have a spring in the wintertime. You can't do it. Matter of fact, I dare some of you to try to plant a garden in, in, in December and January, and you let me know how that works. You can't do it, can you? So you have to make the most out of every opportunity that you have. Watch this. Today you will have an opportunity to spend time with God. Will you take it? You will have an opportunity to read the Word. Will you take it? Oh, bless God, I just, you know, my, I just don't have enough time during the day. You know what? Guess what? I used to say that. Yeah, I'm going to preach on myself right now. I used to say that. I just don't have enough time, didn't I, Crockett? I mean, I, t- I, t- I just don't have enough time. I, I don't have time to do this. I've got ministry. I've got business. I've got, I've got a wife and kid. I've got all this stuff. I just don't have time to do this stuff. So you know what I did? I'm going to preach on myself. I wasn't seeing my kids hardly at all. I wasn't. So finally I said, something's got to be done. This cannot go on like this. So you know what I did, church? 
I started getting up at 5 every morning and working out before instead of coming home from work and working out and praying and doing all these things and then barely seeing my kids for, you know, an hour, maybe 30 minutes because they had to go to bed for school, right? So I said, you know what, I'm going to wake up. I could be sleeping, but I'm going to wake up. And let me tell you something. Your day goes a whole lot better when you wake up early. It does. You say, well, la-ti-da. What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Cheryl, look, Cheryl's trying me. She said, get up before, sucker. Come on, get up before. I don't need that much time. <laughs> but watch, here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you today... Make the most out of every opportunity. Everything you got. In this season. But, watch this. When you see the signs that a new season is coming, it's time to start also putting forth effort into that what? New season. You cannot keep holding on to what was in the past. Second to last scripture, Matthew 25. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. Then all of those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, See, there's that word wisdom again. The foolish said to the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so lest there be not enough for us. You but go uh, rather to get them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were uh, ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was what? Shut. What did Jesus say in Revelation? He said, I am the door. If I open it, no man can shut it. If I shut it, no man can what? Open it. Okay. Afterwards came also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You say, why did you read that? Watch this. Write this down. Five of the virgins missed their season because they wasn't operating in their purpose. Oh, my, my, my. I told you earlier, I said every purpose has its season. See, we've been taught every season has its purpose. No, no, no. See, that's why you keep waiting on your season. Bless God, my season's going to come one day. My season's going to come. No, your season's not going to come until you come into your purpose. Somebody say amen on that. When you come into your purpose, then your season's going to come. So five of them that the Bible says was not wise, or they didn't have wisdom, missed out on what God had for them. Why? Because they missed their season because they wasn't operating in their purpose. What was their purpose? What did He say? Watch! Their purpose was to watch, to have their lamps full of oil so that they wouldn't miss what God was going to do. That was their purpose. But they missed their purpose because all they were focused on was the season.
You know what they said? Watch this. Oh, yeah, we ran out of oil, but he ain't coming this season. Oh, come on. Well, I'm not really, I'm not really doing what God told me to do, but there's always next season. There's always next season. Well, I, I, I'm not really uh, doing every. I'm not giving my God. I'm not giving God my best. I'm not making the most of my purpose. But you know, there's always next season. Hey, and hey, we'll borrow some off the pastor. Somebody catch that? We'll borrow some off the man or woman of God. But you can't do that. See, you can't ride my toe. Uh, toe. Ah, somebody help me. Coattails. You can't ride, you can't ride my coattails to heaven. You can't do it. So every purpose has its season. You know, you know why the seasons change? Because of purpose. The purpose never changes. Write that down. You better write it down. Purpose never changes. No matter what season I'm going through right now, church, I'm still God's man that He said that I am. Oh, come on. I might be going through a winter season right now. I might be going through a fall, a spring, a summer. But let make no mistake about it. I still am who God said that I am. And you still are who God said that you are. So quit waiting to come into your season before you come into your purpose. Start doing what your, your purpose now. Start doing what God told you now. And guess what it's going to do? It's going to open the door for that season to come. You see, the five that were wise, that, watch this, they had wisdom. What did I say was wisdom? It teaches you that time is short. They said, we better get enough oil. Because He can come at any time. Oh, somebody say, my season can come at any time. I got to be ready. I, I got to quit waiting to get ready. I got to quit procrastinating on everything. And I got to be prepared. And I've got to be equipped up. Why? Because my season is going to come. Why? Because I'm already operating in my purpose. You see, church, watch this. I was preaching to squirrels before I ever preached to people. Did y'all hear me? Look at Tammy. He done lost his mind. <laughs> he can't even say coattails right. When I knew my purpose in God, I started preaching to squirrels before I ever preached to people. Why? Are you seeing what I'm saying? I was operating in purpose before my season came. He's always talking about being faithful. He, that's all I hear from him. He, be faithful to church, show up to church. Guess what? I was always at church. Before I ever was a pastor, I was always at church. Whatever church that God had me at, I was there. And I wasn't just there, baby. I would, if I could play something, I'd play it. If I could pray for something, I'd pray. Why? Because I wanted to give God my best. I was operating in my purpose before I ever came into my season. Now, those of you that know me before I was a pastor, Michael and others, you know that's how I was, wasn't I? 
You didn't have to say, was Robbie going to come tonight? No, I was there. Why? Because until you get into your purpose, you keep waiting on your season. Your season is never going to come until you get into your purpose. When you get into your purpose, it's going to make room for your season. Oh, watch this. Y'all want a good one? Y'all got time for a second? Now watch this. Jesus went to a wedding. How many remembers that? And they ran out of wine. Not this tight. Now, I'm going to preach on this here in a little while. Not this wine you drink today. But they ran out of wine, right? And Mary, his mother, said, do something. Do something about this. I know you the son of God. Do something about this. Right? And what did Jesus say? Now, I'm going to preach on Jesus for a minute. You know what he said? He said, my time has not yet come. Somebody say, it's not my season. And you know what mama being mama said? We'll just see about that. Bring every pot you got and you do whatever he tells you to do. And guess what happened? He came into his season. Because he was operating in his purpose. You say, how was he turning wine operating in his purpose? Right. And you know what else? He was going to give us the new wine, right? One more scripture and I'm going to let you go to pray for people. Isaiah 45. Verily thou art a God that what? Hideth himself, O God of Israel, the Savior. Now listen, you will never know the times and the seasons if you don't know God. You won't. So how do I know the times and the seasons? I must first know God. Now watch this, I'm going to help you out today. The Bible says that God hides Himself. See, many in the church got it twisted and they got it mixed up. They think that God is like the world. That He paints this big billboard and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm real. Hey, I'm over here. That's not what God does. See, the Bible says that He hides Himself. You want to know why He hides Himself? Because He wants to know what those that really love Him. He wants to know those that really care about Him, that are willing, watch this, that are willing to seek Him out to find His secret. Oh, this is good. I'm going to help you out today. See, if you want to know the things of God, guess what? You have to find Him. And the only way you're going to find Him is if you seek Him out. Matter of fact, He told Jeremiah, He said, Tell my people, if they seek me with all of their heart, they'll find me. See, if you, God knows if you're real or not. People, you might put on a good show for people and cry your eyes out and whatever you want to do, but God knows if we're real or not. And so he, see, he wonders, hey, will you seek me out? I've got riches. I've got secrets. I've got, to, I've got the information you want to know the times and the sea. I've got purpose for your life. But the question is, will you seek me out? You say, Robbie, why do you know so much about God? Because I sought him out. 
I mean, I sought Him out. There were times, watch this, there are times I go and spend time with God that I don't feel Him immediately. But you know what else? It may be 30 minutes later and I still don't feel Him. But the more I keep seeking, the more I keep seeking, and then, guess what? He reveals Himself. Now don't you get mad at God. Because you want to know why? How many is in here married? Come on, lift your hands real high. Guess what? Your spouse did the same thing. Guess what? My wife, when I first met her, she didn't tell me all about herself. She didn't. She didn't tell me what all she loved, what all she hated. She didn't reveal all this to me. She didn't. Until I showed her that I loved her. Are y'all hearing me today? When I showed her, hey, I'm going to be here. I'm not just here for what you can get. I'm going to be here. I want to know you. I want to know what you love, what you hate. I want to know what you like, what you do. I want to know what makes you happy, what makes you sad. I want to know all these things. And see, when I finally showed her that, guess what happened? She opened up to me. Are y'all getting this, church? God is the same way. People say, well, I never hear from God because you never be quiet long enough to let Him talk. Come on. You never spend enough time there to, to give Him a chance to speak. But you see, don't get mad at God because your wife, your husband was the same way. Don't you appreciate that from them? You may not at the time. Come on. At the time, I didn't really appreciate that. But guess what? If your spouse would open up that easy to everybody else, you'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? Come on. God said, I hide myself. I hide myself to see who will seek me out. See, what we do is we come here for five minutes. Tell me all your secrets, Lord. Come on, let's go. Tell me all your secrets. I need you to bless me also. If you did that to your uh, husband, your wife, when you first met them, they say, get lost, pal. Come on, or maybe something else. I don't know. They would have, wouldn't they? But when you showed them that you cared... When you showed them, hey, I want to know you. I mean, I want to know you. Not for what you... I just want to know you. Because guess what? You are everything I've been looking for. Oh, somebody, I felt that in here. Come on. Is God everything that you've been looking for? Because if He is, you're going to seek Him out. As I get ready to call you up here, 